Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and today we're going to be um, doing something different. As I told you in the last podcast, it's time to start uh, teaching you all about the promises of the Lord and showing you how to use your word as a weapon. So the title of today's podcast is going to be God's Promises Part 2, Decrees in Protection. Now, before I begin, I want you to remember these two verses as they are tantamount in believing what you speak when you do speak the promises. Let's remember Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. No, it shall prosper. If you believe what you say, it'll prosper. To whatever situation you speak to, God's word shall prosper. Let's review one more. Psalm 1830. As for my God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. And another translation of that verse. God's way is perfect. All the word's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. And you know, on that note of protection, you know, Jesus said that there would be wars and rumors of wars, but not to panic, as the end wasn't yet. First, they would deliver you up. And, you know, I briefly made mention of this at the beginning of the last podcast where I was talking about how they were getting ready, because what I saw was an FBI whistleblower who came on Tucker Carlson, and he was talking about how they were getting ready to persecute the church. You see, they have to get everything ready first. They have to say, well, we have to be all-inclusive. We have to love everyone. I want anybody listening to this who is confused by that to understand. Jesus wants all of us as our deliverer to turn from the sins. He doesn't hate us, okay? He hates the sin. He hates the sin. So if you're in adultery, if you're fornicating, if you're sleeping around, if you're practicing same sex and all that, you need to turn away from that because the word is clear. You're not getting into heaven if you're in those sins, just like you're not getting into heaven if you're in unforgiveness. I mean, th this is why I talked about the pride because there's a lot of that going on, but those are just two or three examples right there. And certainly if you want to be protected, you definitely want to be living in his ways. Okay. So I don't say that for my health, guys. I'm stating that as the truth. And if you're going along with someone who's doing that and you're approving of it, you may as well be doing it yourself. You know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You're excusing it. You preach it with love. See, there's a lot of confusion out there. You know, the average unbeliever thinks that we're hateful and that we hate them. And that's not true. We don't approve of the sin because we're followers of the word. We're doers of the word. And so... Let's go back to it again one more time. Psalm 1830, God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. Now, some of these promises, guys, you heard me say them in the last podcast, and they can do double duty. They can work against fear. They can work against worry. They can work for courage. They can also be used as protection verses. So without further ado, let's get started. Isaiah 43, 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. 
When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Jesus is your protector. He is your deliverer. Psalm 3.3 But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of mine head. He is your shield. He is your glory. No matter what's going on, you look to him. And the lifter up of mine head. You will succeed in him. 2 Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward them. Did you hear that? For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward them, not lukewarm. Not one foot in, one foot out, do the hokey pokey and turn yourself about. Is your heart perfect toward him? Do you love others as he loves you? Are you refraining from committing sins like pride, adultery, idolatry? Because those are three big ones. Do you lie? Are you a liar? Because if you lie, you're not perfect toward him. If you're sleeping around, you know, if you're jumping in the blanket with someone every night and you're shacking up with someone, you know, AKA friends with benefits, you're not perfect toward him. I got news for you. You want to be perfect toward him. He will protect those whose hearts are pure. Deuteronomy 1.30 The Lord your God, which goeth before you, he shall fight for you, according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. He protected his people before going into the wilderness and while they were in the wilderness. And in what comes, there are going to be many going into that wilderness. You want your heart pure before him. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 But the Lord is faithful. Who shall establish you and keep you from evil? Remember, his promise does not return void. If you are living for him, he will protect you. He will be your protection. Exodus 23, verse 22. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. So if you're living for him, if you're a doer of his word, then he will be your enemy's enemy. He'll prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. He will fight for you because you are living for him. You represent him. That's where your heart needs to be. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do, remember being a doer of the word, all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. He will smite those who smite you. For Samuel 2.9, he will keep the feet of his saints and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. Your enemies will not prevail. You remember in the last episode, I said that he will not permit the godly to slip. That's what I'm referring to. Psalm 61.3 For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. He's always faithful. His promises prove true. What his promise of protection is, that is your shelter. He is your shelter. If you are living in him and for him, he'll hide you. 
Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Note where the word says, He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. He'll bring praise. Now, this next one is key, because this is exactly what I was just talking about. 1 Peter 3, verses 12 and 13. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you if ye be followers of that which is, here's the key, good? And who is he that will harm you if ye be followers of that which is good? So let's review that one more time. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. Are you righteous? Are you at least trying? Because if you're trying, the Lord sees that. He's not going to turn his face for those who ask for wisdom and ask for help. And I'm a testimony to that because when I was in the wilderness, I had a lot of sin that the Lord had to refine out of me. And I continually cried to him. Even if I slipped up and, and I had an incident of backsliding after a few months of trying to live his word. But you know what I found out? The more I studied his word, the more I was in it, the more he lived in me. And I was saying this in the last episode. That's how you want to be righteous before him. You're actually trying. You're absorbing his word. You care more for getting free from your sin than turning to it. That's how you become righteous. And if you do mess up, you want to make sure you confess that. Confess your sins, for he is faithful to forgive. He considers who's righteous. You don't have to have it perfect. You don't have to have every single answer. But you need to make a conscientious effort to turn from your sin. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. If you continue to sin, he turns his back. He, close, he turns away. You want him to be close to you in what comes. You want him to be your protector in what comes. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So God's promise is true both ways. He is a loving father. His love endures forever, but he's also a righteous God. You know, do not be confused. Do not be misled. Because God did not send his only one and begotten son to die on that cross and shed his blood to cover our sins and purchase our sins so that you could turn around and say, well, nobody's perfect and use it as a crutch to continue to keep doing wrong. When you do so, you continue to nail him to that cross and trample his blood all over the place. That is not living like a Christian, guys. And there are many out there who are confused and think, well, I'm saved. Once saved, always saved. I can be saved and I can just do what I want. I'm going to live my life how I want. I'm going to treat people how I want. Wrong. Wrong. And this is the whole thing I get into with a church that continually only preaches the good things, but never, ever, ever tells its congregation, you need to turn from your sin. Well, what are those sins? You know, stop getting drunk and sleeping around and womanizing and, you know, cursing and talking bad about others. Stop being the gossip mill. Stop looking to a political figure. You go to church and you worship God, but then you're worshiping a political figure to save you. Come on. Is that political figure going to save you? 
Now, and who is he that will harm you if ye be followers of that which is good? God's way is perfect. You are a follower of Jesus. If you're a Christian, you identify as a follower of Jesus. Remember that. You're not saying it out of one corner of your mouth and then speaking a lie out of the other. Well, I love you, but I want Donald Trump in office because I think he's going to save everything and everything's going to turn around. God is in control of what happens. And I still to this day see so many people running and seeking out that which is of the world. A man cannot save you. A man cannot save you. You may not like that, but that's the truth. I'm being honest here, guys. Do you look around you? Look at everything happening right now. And I've said this before, and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. I don't care. No man is going to turn this situation around, okay? You know, if you believe that, then you're setting yourself up for the fall prematurely. And what will be the difference when they bring on the man of peace, the Antichrist? Will you bow and take his mark? Because if you do, and you take that mark, you cannot come back from that. You cannot come back to repentance from that. Because by believing in a man, an idol, you're essentially clamoring to that, not your savior. And I am just telling it like it is, guys. It is not a game, and it is certainly not time to be playing in the world. There is only one God. There is only one true God. His name is Jesus Christ. And he is. He is your savior. He is your deliverer. He is your protection. He is your provider. And on that note, Deuteronomy 33.27, the eternal God is thy refuge. Underneath are the everlasting arms. And he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and shall say, destroy them. You have the power to destroy. You have to believe that you're stronger than your enemies. And in what comes, if you believe that, you may not be a fighting capability. The Lord may not even want you to fight. But if you believe that, he'll hide you or he'll make sure you're where you need to be at the right place in the right time. And I've prayed that many times, guys. Lord, I ask you to have me at the right place at the right time until it's my time to go home. Psalm 91.7, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. You know, before we knew what was going on with COVID, I remember praying one time. I was praying this verse, this very verse. And you know what the Lord said to me? It will not come near you. Do you believe him? Do you believe his word? A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. This is what I was talking about by being at the right place at the right time. You want to pray that in addition to quoting that promise. You want to ask him to have you settled where you need to be ahead of these things for the best outcome. Unless he's got a purpose to have you where you are. And that is something you need to seek the Lord constantly about right now. Everyone should be doing that. I'm doing that. Everyone needs to be praying that and asking continuously. You know, I was helping somebody one time and they kept asking about it. And I said, well, you need to seek the Lord on where he wants you to be. Well, I don't know. I mean, I just don't know if I can leave my job and, uh, you know, I have my house and I want to have kids and, 
It's like, so do you, you want what you want? What about what the Lord wants for you? What if he doesn't want you putting down roots where you are? This is what I'm talking about with pride and going your own way. If you want the Lord's protection, you can't do what you want and then go out ahead of him or stay behind when he tells you to go. You have to be made up in your heart that what he tells you to give up, what he tells you to leave behind, that you are willing to do it. You cannot be hanging on to the world in what comes, guys. If you do, if you're a lover of money and wealth and things, what are you going to do when they release the mark and tell you you have to take that to hang on to all of that? You're going to lose it anyway, so you may as well be obedient. Hello? You know, I'm not trying to be mean about this, but we need to really reflect on these things, guys. We really, we need, if we want the Lord's protection, we need to be willing to be obedient to him. If he tells you to step out, whether it's to serve him or just to move you and your family, then you need to do it. And if you have a spouse and they are not doing what they're supposed to do or they're in denial, then you need to seek him if you're supposed to stay with that person. I need to have many rounds on. You know, he had an incident a long time ago where the Lord told him to get out of Los Angeles. And he had to leave his woman. He had to leave his wife and divorce her because he was obedient to God. And most people say, oh, that's ungodly. You shouldn't do that. There are a lot of things that people do every day that are ungodly. Let me just tell you. Do you love your mother or father or your spouse or your children more than you love the Lord? You need to start asking yourself that question right now. What are you willing to do? For if you hang on to the world for your life, you will certainly lose your life. But if you give up your life for the Lord's namesake, you shall find it. Many do not understand what that means. Many of us are going to be called to forsake things. So when you believe a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee, well, you first have to be obedient. Because you might pray that every day. And I'm going to do a prayer at the end of this uh, based on that scripture right there because I have a Psalm 91 prayer I'm going to do. But a lot of protection is going to come with listening, doing, and being obedient. Isaiah 59, 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. He will fight for you. He will fight for you. The only thing you need to do is put him first, pray to him, believe his word, be a doer of his word, live as a Christian, live as a Christian. That is going to be tantamount in what comes. You must be found in him. You must be. You know what? Since we're in protection, let's talk about security. This initially wasn't part of the podcast today, but it follows. So let's go ahead and do that. First Peter 1, verses 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Remember, that's what I was saying. Do not store up your treasures here on earth. Love him first. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And folks, we are in the last times. You can't deny it anymore. 
It's all around us. I was just speaking of obedience. John chapter 10, verses 27 through 29. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. So when you know you're living right, remember those key verses. And you could declare this like, the Lord gives me eternal life, and I shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck me out of my Father's hand. My Father is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck me out of my Father's hand. Romans 8, verses 38 and 39, and I quoted these in the last podcast, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. Philippians 1.6 Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You are always going to be refined. This is why I also talked about somewhat of the refining in the last episode. Because if the Lord starts a work in you, and like I said, if you're trying, he's not going to leave you just sitting there on the side of the road. Okay? He's always going to come through. He's always going to finish what he started. And every one of us are being refined right now. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 But the Lord is faithful. Who shall establish you and keep you from evil? So you could decree this like, the Lord is faithful. He shall establish me. He will keep me from evil. You know, when he's refining us, going back to Philippians 1.6, it just came to me. He's building that foundation. So that when the storm comes pounding in, we are left standing strong for him. Because there are many people who do not know him. And you, you might have a responsibility to serve just one person. You know, he's, he's establishing that foundation. He's building your endurance. Moving forward. Jude, chapter 24, verse 25. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. You know, before I continue, he wants all of us to be his sons and daughters who he can present before his Father in heaven. He, does not, he doesn't want to be ashamed of us. That's the best way to put it. That's why it's important to be abiding in him, to be doing as his decrees say. And what are those decrees? Well, I've been talking about them for about a year now. In addition to trying to tell everybody, like, if you're not doing right, here's the things that are coming. These are the evils that await you. And, you know, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but it's written in the word that these things are going to happen. Going on. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen and amen. So now that I interrupted that, let me read it again. Jude 24. Verse 25, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Isaiah 40, 26, lift up your eyes on high and behold, who hath created these things that bringeth out their host by number? He calleth them all by names and by the greatness of his might. 
for that he is strong in power. Not one faileth. Not one of his promises fail. He will not fail those who belong to him. Psalm 23, 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, when you do Psalm 23 decrees, that's one you could speak without even changing it. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will live in the house of the Lord forever. John 6.27 Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You know, we should be laboring for lost souls to bring him glory, not just concerned and self-absorbed with our own needs. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 22. Who hath also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts? We belong to him. He has sealed us. He has given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. I don't know how many of you are ever just sitting and talking to the Lord or reflecting and then you just suddenly get a prompt to start interceding. I know I've had it many times. I've just been sitting or I've been doing random tasks and I feel like I'm being called, like I'm being pulled, like come sit with me, come pray. Start interceding for the lost. This is why you want to be close to him because he is going to call on us to intercede sometimes, guys. And we're interceding anyway. We're supposed to pray for others anyway. Who hath also sealed us and given us the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. Earnestness. That means really pressing it in the prayer. Ephesians 1, verse 13, in whom ye also trusted. After that, ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom shall after that ye believed ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You can always believe for his promises. You have the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer, if you're walking in his ways, you can stand strong on these promises. Ephesians 4.30 And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. So again, nothing separates us from the Lord's love. We are sealed until the day of redemption. Repent, for the kingdom is near. If you belong to him, you should not be in the world. Come away from her, my people. Do not grieve him by continuing to be in the world and sin. You were saved when you believed, and you should be acting like it as a Christian living for Jesus. Hebrews 6, verses 11, 12, and then 18 through 20. And we desire that every one of you do shew the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that ye be not slothful, that means don't be lazy, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So, don't be lazy saying, somebody else can do it. Share in God's glory. Share his glory with others. Share what he's done for you. Don't be sitting there acting like you're too good or like, well, I don't know. I mean, I just can't say anything. That's the problem. Nobody wants to speak about sin. Nobody ever wants to stand up for what's right. 
Someone else can do it. I'm just going to live my life and sit over here on the bleachers and I'm just going to rest. And well, you know, I don't have to do anything wrong. You're going to give an account for everything you do and say. Or don't do or say when you had the chance to do so and lead a lost soul into the kingdom of God. We are always supposed to be ready, whether the time is favorable or not, to give an account for our faith. So you may as well stand for something or you'll fall for anything. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Seek out those, you know, if you struggle, seek out those who can lead by example, who follow in the Lord's ways. Because if I didn't know it any better, I feel there's a lot of bad influences. People say one thing and do another. There's a lot of that going on right now, especially in the church. And I hate to criticize the church, guys, but I have to state an observation. I'm a fruit inspector. I'm allowed to do that. If you're not spiritually growing, seek out those or pray for those who can help you spiritually grow, who will speak the truth. You know, ask God to send those who are of him, who he would rather you have as a friend or an influence to help you. That's a big start to that. Moving on. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, but both sure and steadfast in which entereth into that within the veil. Whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made a high priest for even after the order of Melchizedek. He is our hope. He is our strength. No matter what comes. We endure by these promises, for we know we are redeemed already. It's just a matter of following the decrees and believing them. And if we can believe that we're redeemed, then we can believe that we're protected. So. Let's do a prayer for security and protection. Father God, in the name of Jesus, your word says in Psalm 18 too, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. Lord, your word says in Psalm 32 verse 7, for you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. So then confess those like this, Lord, you are my rock, my fortress, and my savior. You are my place of safety. I hide in you. You give me victory in all that I do and all that is of you. Lord, your word says in Psalm 37 verse 40, the Lord helps them, rescuing them from the wicked. He saves them and they shall find shelter in him. Your word says in Psalm 84 11, for the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. Remember, that's what I was saying earlier about living for him, not yourself, not your own wants. So you confess it like this. Because I trust and take refuge in you, Lord, you help me and deliver me from the plots of evil. You are my light and protector. You give me favor and honor. No good thing will you withhold from me because I walk in your paths. Lord, your word says in 2 Thessalonians 3.3, But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Your word says in Isaiah 49.25, But the Lord says the captives of warriors will be released, 
and the plunder of tyrants will be retrieved. For I will fight those who fight you, and I will save your children. Isaiah 54.17 says, But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. So, confess it like this. You are faithful, Lord. You guard me and make me strong. As I praise and worship you, you show yourself strong and fight for me. You will contend with those who contend with me, for you are my salvation and my redeemer. No weapon formed against me will prosper, and every tongue that rises against me in judgment I shall show to be in the wrong. These are the benefits enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from the Lord. Lord, your word says in Joshua 1 verse 15, The Lord gives them rest as he has given you rest. And until they, too, possess the land the Lord your God is giving them, only then may you return and settle here on the east side of the Jordan River in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, assigned to you. Lord, your word says in Isaiah 41 verse 13, For I hold you by your right hand, I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid, I am here to help you. Lord, you are with me and holding my hand. You will never leave me nor forsake me. I will not be afraid, for you are here to help me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being with me always. In Jesus' holy and precious name I pray. Amen. Now, last but not least, you might recall in the previous podcast I said that a lot of people like to use the Psalm 91 decree. So for protection, here's how you'd say it. And actually, I have two different versions of this. I'm going to read them both. Here's one way you could decree it. Heavenly Father, the Most High God, I live in your presence and find rest in your shadow. I declare that you alone are my refuge, my place of safety. Father, you are my God, and I trust you. For you rescue me from hidden snares set by my enemies and protect me from deadly diseases. Father, like a bird protecting its young, you cover me with your feathers and protect me under your great wings. Your faithfulness forms a shield of protection around me. I will not be afraid of the trouble at night or of enemy arrows that fly during the day. I will not be afraid of diseases that come in the dark or sickness that comes at noon. A thousand people may fall dead at my side or 10,000 right beside me, but it will not touch me. I will only watch and see the wicked punished. Father, because I have made you my refuge and place of shelter, no evil will conquer me and no plague will come near my home. You have ordered your angels to protect me wherever I go. They lift me up in their hands so I won't fall and hit my foot on a rock. I have power to walk on lions and poisonous snakes and crush them under my feet. Father, you save and protect me because I love you and I acknowledge you as Lord. Whenever I call out to you, you answer me. Father, you are with me in troubling times. You deliver me and honor me. You reward me with a long full life and show me your saving power. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And there's another way you could also decree Psalm 91. As I live in the shelter of the Most High, I will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. The Lord is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. For He will rescue me from every trap and protect me from deadly disease. He will cover me with His feathers. He will shelter me with His wings. His faithful promises are my armor and protection. I will not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. I will not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at my side, though ten thousand are dying around me, I declare these evils will not touch me. I will open my eyes and see how the wicked are punished. 
The Lord is my refuge. I have made the Most High my shelter. No evil will conquer me. No plague will come near my home. The Lord will order his angels to protect me wherever I go. They will hold me up with their hands, so I won't even hurt my foot on a stone. I have power to trample upon lions and cobras. I will crush fierce lions and serpents under my feet. The Lord will rescue me because I love him. The Lord will protect me as I trust his name. I will call on the Lord, and he will answer. The Lord will be with me in trouble. The Lord will rescue and honor me. The Lord will reward me with a long life and give me his salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I declare. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, that's just a few decrees and promises of protection. It is my prayer that this podcast has been a blessing to you today. That's all I've got. I thank you for listening. May our Lord Jesus bless you all. And until next time, stay vigilant out there, everyone.